Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of Failing Forward. This is Hip Hop Eddie, the voice of a generation. And now your host, Kelsey Ray. Hey, guys, welcome to Failing Forward. Brought to you by stayilluminated.com. Go over to stayilluminated.com right now. Type in crappy awesome at checkout for free shipping for all your various lifestyle needs, clothing, dopeness. Stay illuminated. Those are the dudes. Go over there. They spread the love. Give them some love back. This show is also brought to you by Crappy Awesome. Uh, If you subscribe to Crappy Awesome, you already get this show as a bonus. Shout out to my co-host on Crappy Awesome, Mr. Arash, who's away right now, creating an amazing business called Justified Hype. Look for that very soon. It's going to be dropping very soon. We're playing some roles in that, but that's on the hush hush. Don't tell anybody about that right now, except for the 30,000 of you who download these episodes. Yeah, so last week I said that I was going to bring you guys up to date on what's been going on. Man, there's been a lot of changes in my life in particular. Philosophy changes. Oh man, it's it's been deep, dude. It's been deep over this last year. And and 2018 has already been like very very much um, on the deep end of thought and progress and Man, I can tell you this right now, though. Where I'm at right now is where I've always wanted to be. I'm finally in the spot that I've wanted to be for a long time. We're scaling up at Platform Collection more than ever. We have three new series starting over there that are going to be amazing. I can tell you one of them. I'm going to give you a hint on one of them um, or some insight on one of them anyways. There's a show called Verb. And basically what it is is Eddie, the uh, Eddie Ronghel, or you guys know him as Hip Hop Eddie, longtime producer at Crappy Awesome, founder at PlatformCollection.com, and myself are going to be following artists on an adventure. But not just any artist. Artists who are all in. Artists who really do this. People who've dedicated their lives to independent living specifically around hip-hop yeah anyways the first episode (laughs) let me just say this here's the here's the the slight spoiler there's a biker gang in the first episode this show is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before we're super proud of all the shows that we have coming up we have a food show coming up Hosted by, ah, you don't get to know that yet. But it's going to be amazing, and we're already in production. So look out these next couple months for three new series starting at PlatformCollection.com, as well as a brand new website, revamping of the podcast, new podcast coming. I told you we're never going to stop growing. But where we're at right now with this show is I, you know I have a I have a special guest on the show today I did an interview with the homie Jeffy Obvious that's J E F F Y O B V I O U S 
He's an event coordinator, an artist, and he throws this amazing, um, man, I don't even know if it's monthly now. I think it's multiple times a month they're doing shows, but he represents the gutted cigar. You can follow at the gutted cigar on Instagram or at Jeffy obvious as well. He's on the show because I've watched their brand grow over this last year and you'll hear, uh, you know, and I let him know this. I just heard so many good things about his brand and what they're doing they specialize in the live event live show event um and uh they're just doing a really good job at it because and you'll hear it has a lot to do with his philosophy on life and just being an overall really good dude so i know i was going to share some things with you about my personal life and some things that uh, trying to catch you up to speed with everything going on at Platform Collection, but I have a solution. I'm not going to not do that. I have a solution. I'm starting a brand new podcast. You're like, what? No. Another podcast? How many podcasts could you possibly do? I could do one every day if I want, but check this out. It's it's going to be something like you guys haven't really um, been privy to before. It's uh, It's on Anchor. There's an app, an app called Anchor. Download that app right now because you're going to want to follow my adventures over at Anchor. We're going to be doing some really cool things over there, partnering uh, with Anchor. Yep. It's going to be interesting, guys. Kelsey Ray over at Anchor. Download the, the, the app. And if you're listening to this on the day it came out, then um, I'm going to have an episode on there later today. Because as soon as I finish this, I'm jumping into that podcast. And bear with me. I got to bring everybody up to speed over at Anchor. So we'll give a little backstory, yada, yada, yada. But you guys, you guys have been with me for a while. So, like, you know, luckily there's a skip 15 seconds ahead button. So in case you get bored with the story or you don't want a refresher of where I started and how I started with all of this, I've been podcasting now for over six years, been doing some sort of radio format show for almost 10. Whew, God damn. It's been a long ass time. Interviewed over a thousand different artists now combined with the different shows we've done, man, it's been amazing. But really what it's been is a complete, for me, it's been a complete study on psychology and sociology in relation to the indie hip hop artist and the indie artist in general. Cause you guys know, sometimes we don't just stick to hip hop. If there's an interesting thing happening and we, and it's something that we want to bring to you or expose you guys to, we'll bring it on the show, you know? So, um, Yeah. Anchor, man. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys support me over there. You guys, I'm trust me, you're going to see the advertising for it really soon. And I think you guys are going to like it. You know what's really cool is Anchor is partnered with Spotify, so I get to play Spotify music all fucking show if I want to. I could do a whole mix show with Spotify music. And it just so happens that everybody that we interview and that we're around, they're all on Spotify now because... People got their game up. In fact, most artists that, with at least within the circles that were around, are releasing on Spotify first. So that's an interesting thing that's happening. I guess we all kind of knew that was happening soon. 
it's just a very clean format it's a very easy way to spread your music and spotify is something that seems like there's a large majority of uh people who indulge in music and fans of music the the large majority is taking it in through spotify so that's that's interesting but that's cool though because over at anchor i get to play music right off of spotify and so i'm going to be interviewing people the cool thing with anchor though is that i record it all on my phone does that mean it's going to sound shitty nah you know me g i got the hookup I literally have a mobile podcast studio now ready to go for my phone. So the cool thing is when I go to events, when we go to concerts, we're jumping on tour later this year. We'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing them from the road. I'm going to be doing them from the green room, all the artists that were around. I'm going to be catching them. And uh, we're not going to do like long form interviews like you get from Crappy Awesome right that's that's not what we're doing over at anchor we're giving you smaller form um shorter form tidbits here and there easy easily digestible you'll be able to digest them very easy you get to hear them on the go they're going to be on your phone waiting because you're going to download the anchor app because you're going to support your boy kelsey ray aka your cool homie chris and uh you're going to help me grow over there and it's going to be awesome you guys already know that we're not going over there and not planning to fuck shit up. You know we're planning to fuck shit up. You got to know that, right? I'm putting out I'm putting it out to Anchor right now, the entire Anchor community. I've heard all your shows. I spent like the last year listening to all your shows. Yeah, we're coming. Look for a major dent in Anchor by Platform Collection. It's going to be crazy. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, anyways, this this show, I get to talk to Jeffy Obvious from The Gutted Cigar. Again, at The Gutted Cigar, follow them. If you're an aspiring artist or you're an artist looking to make some noise, these guys, Jeffy and his whole crew, you, you guys need to link up with them. And he says it on the show. If you email him, you get at him via message, he will get back to you. But they're throwing quality live shows. They've become a tour stop for a lot of the artists that you've heard on Crappy Awesome. So let's get right into that, man. I don't want to take too much away from his episode. So I, again, everything I told you I was going to catch you guys up on, check it out over at the Anchor Show. Uh, again, that's Kill C. Ray at Anchor. And it's going to be pretty dope, man. It's going to be dope. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Okay, so the show over at Anchor is called Awkward Raps. A-W-K-W-A-R-D Raps. Awkward Raps with Kill C. Ray. Uh, Go check it out. I think it's going to be really dope. And uh, yeah, enough of that. Let's get into this interview with Jeffy. Man, I can't say him enough about this guy he's out there killing it and he's putting his heart into his work and it shows shout to you jeffy shout to the gutted cigar shout to ventura hip-hop in general they're out there inzom all the homies they're killing it so check it out this is my conversation with jeffy obvious from the gutted cigar and i'll see you guys over at anchor i'm going now i'm going now i'm going to the anchor studio right now and i'm out 
and help me out too with like the you know timeline but you know being an artist yourself one of the things we do and it and uh an artist with a mind to coordinate events like i get that i think a lot of the people that might listen to the show are artists are out there so you guys all kind of get that like that's a it's a way of thinking like not everybody has that um because you're walking that fine line i i put myself in that category as well where you're walking that fine line of um you're you're artistically grounded like you're and you're working your own art but you also have a mind to um organize and those two things you you know this bro like you've worked with enough artists now you've had enough shows that is not something that just comes from the jump. Like not everybody has that at, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. Um, sometimes, right. sometimes artists really do need an entire team to do almost everything for them. Um, I have really good friends like that, you know? Um, but then there's that other, that other side. Like there's a, do you know, like um, Viva Mescal from East of the river? Yes, I do. Okay. So he's one of those dudes. And um, he'd probably agree, uh, if I talked to him about you, he'd agree the same way. We've had those conversations. You know Noah James, obviously. Um, And uh, so seeing someone like you start up in Ventura, by the way, I'm familiar with Ventura. I know the odds are against, just like it, it, very surprisingly, just like where I'm from, San Diego, it's a hard place to build a scene and keep it consistent without things getting fucked up. And and oh, you yeah. know what I mean, because you've probably been there. In fact, part of what you're doing, I'm assuming, was because it wasn't being done, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, okay, so let, let, let's start. Um, so that's kind of like how I, I decided, like, man, I want to talk to you because, I you know, I felt all those things. Plus the fact that a lot of my really good friends have had experiences doing shows up there with you guys and everything is always positive. It's always like, yo, this is really dope. And this is something that, um, I feel like I can tell about your shows. It's very much like, uh, you know, a guy I consider a brother of mine, Kali, he does mm-hmm. hip hop wins and bars weekly down in San Diego. It's, and he's doing an amazing job. I, I compare it a lot to what you guys are doing because he's a, he's nearing that stage where it's just consistently good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. and everybody's kind of noticing and just like yourself, you know, people are noticing more and more. So from your perspective now, when you first started doing gutted cigar or tell us how that came about, what was the idea behind that? Uh, actually the gutted cigar started as a group, um, about eight years ago. Um, and you know, we, over the years all had kind of like our different things going. So we kind of split up, you know, um, I actually left Cali for about three years. I went down to Louisiana and was doing events down there mm. and I picked up a lot of, um, you know, just more of a understanding for different kinds of music. You know what I mean? They, they weren't necessarily boom bat for me. So it was, um, definitely a way for me to explore, um, you know, different areas. Like I got to do like the South by Southwest thing and yes. all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so when I came back to Cali, uh, we, there wasn't really anything going on in the 805. Um, you know what I mean? I have the homies from ASR who have been throwing amazing events for like the last 20 years. Right, so, right. But they weren't super consistent. You know what I mean? It was more so every three, four months, 
you know what I mean? Um, and kind of sending people off in different directions, you know what I mean? In the 805, you don't really have nowhere to go on the weekends, you know what I mean? It's more so head towards L.A., head towards Santa Barbara, you know what I mean? Like, get out of Ventura County, per se. Yeah. Um, so that was the reason we brought it back. Um, I just, I love the name, you know what I mean? We had all the logo designs and all that for years now. Um, so we kind of just transitioned to a different market, and it actually ended up uh, working out in our benefit because we like to do a lot of, like, philanthropy work. Yeah. Um, so not only with the shows, like, is it just, like, a hip-hop, you know, thing. Like, we also do, we take proceeds from the shows and buy school supplies, um, camp food drives, toy drives. Right. You know, anything community-related. And I noticed and that you guys... incorporate. I noticed that you guys also, like, seem to be making statements with your shows. You know what I mean? Like there's there's an obvious statement behind like the um the all female lineup was amazing. I, I heard what you said about that as well, which was amazing. Um but there was definitely like cuz here's the thing, dude, you know this, being an artist and having worked your way through promotions, promotions is a fucked up game. It's 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 oh, yeah. it, it can re- if you don't manage it well, it can get out of control really quickly. And the meaning behind what you started with could go away really quickly. Um, oh, yeah. Because of money. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it is. It's it's just, it's money. There, there's, there's a balance that has to be paid attention to because if you don't, you almost certainly fall to the wayside. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, okay, so, but when you guys, okay, so you, you come back, but let's back up though because I want to hear about that because that's super interesting. Like, what? Why did you leave? Um, rent. Honestly, just um, rent because you were just like, yeah. Well, see, my goal or my original goal was to backpack to New York. That was just like a goal I've had forever. Um, well, I stopped in Louisiana. Wait, 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 wait. We can't jump over that shit. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slow you down every once in a while. Um, okay. Uh, so that part, what? I mean, obviously, I mean, why? Like, what What was the idea? Like, yo, I want to backpack to New York. Like, that's not... And trust me, bro, I've done I'm enough been... of these interviews to know that it might be normal for you. Understand, that's not a normal thing for most people. Most listeners are probably like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, I hear you. Um, so, where did that come I've from? Always, I've, always, I've always been doing the music thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Um like, just, I, I I love to perform, you know what I mean? That's still, like, my first love. Um, so, you know, I had just gone out of, out of uh, college, I finished college, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to skip out as soon as my uh, lease is up on my apartment, and I'm just going to take off and uh, backpack to New York and kind of explore a little bit. Mm. Um, on the way there, I happened to stop in Louisiana where I have some uh, family and friends, you know what I mean? And I ended up staying there for about three years. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened, but I ended up staying there for three years, getting the show stuff going on. Um, what were you doing? Really enjoying um, throwing shows. No, but I mean, like, but, um, um, like, were you? Is that how you were eating? Like, were you just working wherever you could? Like, what? What were you? What was like life for you? Yeah, shows. Shows has been life for me for about yeah. Five six years now. Okay, dude. Okay, so let's let's figure let's unpack that a little bit. When did you feel like you got a good understanding of what that part of the business was? Because I'm assuming up until you started throwing shows, you were you were just doing the artist thing, right? 
yeah, but even then, I, I was dabbling in shows in Cali before I left. Like, I had thrown my first show at, like, 18. I think we brought, like, Self-Provoked, uh, Pause One, like, when they were still, you know, mm-hmm. kind of getting out there. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always kind of enjoyed doing the event organizing thing, and it was kind of always just in the back pocket. You know, I didn't really take it super serious. It was more so like, oh, I could do a show here. I could do a show there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is probably the first time in my life that I've ever been like super consistent. Like we're up to doing multiple shows a month now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a um, full on brand at this point. At least I can tell you oh, yeah. if, if you guys need any confirmation of that at all. As someone who runs a brand, watching your brand grow, it it is a brand because people aren't saying like. Hey, let's go to the self-provoke show or the reverie show. They're like, hey, did you hear about that gutted cigar show? And then fill in the blank. You know what I mean? And that's how you can kind of tell that once that conversation starts happening, the brand is standing on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, okay. So, Um, yeah, that's that's a beautiful feeling. You were back there. Were you, dude, when you went back, um, yeah, actually, okay. So when you when you when you first leave Cali, do you feel did you feel defeated? No, not necessarily. Um, it was honestly like a, a real eye opener for me. Um, there's the different regions. You know, you really have to know your region when you do certain you know events. Uh-huh. Um, like let's be real, a boom bap uh, show probably wouldn't work in the middle of. Uh, I right. don't know, Tennessee. Right, right, right. Anywhere in the it'll South, kill. basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll kill in Cali. So, you know what I mean? Um, that's another reason we're so diverse with sound. Yeah. Um, I like to cater to different types of audience. So if you come out to shows, you'll notice the crowd is really diverse. Um, it's just people from all walks of life and everybody gets along. And that's like the, the best part about it, I would say, because um, off top, when we started throwing shows, um, we started throwing shows in Oxnard originally, um, in South Oxnard at that, and we got a lot of slack from everybody just saying, yo, these aren't going to work. It's a bad part of town. It's not this, that, uh-huh. third, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are, two years later, we haven't even had an argument at our shows, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's interesting, man. You know, on a sidebar, like I was talking to Kali about that, and and, and we talk, we we tend to talk a lot about like the philosophies going into like running these businesses and how to keep things afloat. And one of the things we talked about, cause it's, it's very similar with the, his events. Like they're, they're very diverse. They're very, um, no violence. No, there's not even been a fight, nothing. Um, and it's, but it's, it is crazy that the promoters, cause I've met other promoters, right. And there's promoters who feel like that part, like whatever the vibe is, is not their responsibility. They're like, I booked the, I booked the artist. You come, whatever happens, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And 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 inevitably, I'm sure you know, like those always fail because the vibe right. can be controlled. You can build a culture around your event where people know yeah. when we're at this event, this is how we behave at this event. Otherwise, we're going to miss out on this really dope thing. Um, yeah. But that shit has to be taught. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what do you think yeah. about Like, what do you think about that? I definitely don't, uh, like, agree with the, you know, promoter not setting the vibe because 
especially with our shows, we kind of don't keep it only to a music sense. You know what I mean? We yeah. also include the the live painters, the the different vendors. You know what I mean? Like we have like a swap meet at every show, just with different booths and stuff going on. You know what I mean? Um, more so to create the the interaction aspect of it because I hate going to shows where nobody talks. Everyone just kind of kicks it in their own corner and it's just, you know what I mean? Right. I want people out there ciphering and just interacting with each other, building. Like, that's the, the main goal at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, def- I definitely don't agree with that. But, I mean, I-, I feel where they're coming from. Yeah. I would definitely say you, you have some kind of pull in the way things flow, you know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed, man. Okay, so you leave Cali, you're back there, you're learning the game. Was did you have any mentors? Like, did anybody? Um, like, what what shifted? Like, I love to talk to artists about like because you obviously had this because you're describing it in some way or form, and I don't know how you see it, but it does seem like along the way you've had different like levels of awakening. Um, Oh, yeah. and, and trust me, that's something our audience is super, they're super used to us talking about that shit. So it's not like everybody's like, what do they mean? Like, they definitely understand what I mean. Um, and I feel like you've had that. So when you were out there, what was like that first realization of like, maybe like, oh shit, I could do shit different. Like, what 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 happened? Um, it was more so just the way things operate. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's an oversaturation with like shows in California, but people kind of feel like there's a certain agenda that you need to stick by when throwing a show or like, mm. even as, as simple as like setting a ticket price, people would be like, yo, all the other shows are $10. I need a $10 show. <laughs> yeah, That's not necessarily yeah. true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you really need to explore your options and kind of just, you know, listen to the people like, that's another big one. We really take uh, like the people's suggestions into consideration when booking shows. Like, mm. um, how I, how, I how does that happen? What was that? How how does that happen? Like, what do what do you guys do to do that? Oh, we're very active on social media. Yeah, um, just even at shows, you know what I mean. People will come up and just introduce themselves. I feel like that's the best way. If you're if you're looking to get booked, the best way is like a local artist is to come to a show and talk to me directly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, let me let me get to know who you are and, and what it is you do instead of just sending me a SoundCloud leak, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like just pe- people need to kind of branch out a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, we, can, we can't be uh, following the same formulas and doing this, that, and the third. Like, it's okay to try new things, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you're out there again. Did So did you, did you have any mentors? Did you find anybody... Like partners that you were working with, inspirations. I linked up with a like a small indie label, and um, like I said, that was the first time I got to see more so of, I'd say like the mainstream side of things, mm. um, like how a, how a label operates. You know what I mean? As far as uh, you know, having people actually booking your shows and, and doing certain stuff for you like that, right? Um, but at the same time, I felt like that kind of. Uh, it kind of held me back from, from like me being so creative, you know what I mean? Knowing that I have to go off somebody else's word, or mm. you know, certain formulas and stuff just to get stuff done. And, you know, <laughs> as soon as uh, I figured it out, like I was kind of like, I want to say lacking inspiration. Um, 
but I needed something more, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's another reason these shows are so like kind of personally fulfilling, you know what I mean? Because I get to really test um, my creative nature um, outside of just making music, you know what I mean? So it, it's definitely a different world. And uh, like, I encourage everybody to go get something like that. It's not the same thing, you know what I mean? Something similar that's just personally fulfilling. Yeah. So when I heard about what you guys were doing and, and I started watching it and saw the curating of everything you guys are doing, it made me think like the voyage to that point could not have been smooth because a smooth voyage doesn't get you that kind of result. Like it's rough, right? So what yeah, brought, definitely. what was the decision that you had just, you, you had left Cali, like basically to like survive, right? To be able to eat, to be able to like function as a human being, you had to leave Cali and then you decide to come back. What, what was that decision like? Um, that decision was probably the best decision I ever made. <laughs> um, like I, I love the South just being like, uh, cost of living was so much easier on my pockets. I was able to travel a lot more. Um, let's say I was three hours from Houston, five from Dallas, yeah. nine from Atlanta. Like I was in the middle of everything, you know what I mean? So it was really dope. But like I said, um, considering I'm kind of in a, in a world where I don't really know nobody, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. like I was out of my element for sure. Um, I had to make that transition back, like just, like I said, for the, for, for me, um, the shows, when we came back, they honestly, it was a one-time thing that just ended up turning into a two-year thing. Wow. Um, it, it was not a plan set in stone. It just so happened to work. You know what I mean? Me and my boy sat down one day, talked about throwing an event and then it just, it hasn't stopped from there. So again, that's why I really pushed the whole don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to reach out to certain people. Uh, don't be afraid to be the first person to reach out. I feel like a lot of people wait for that phone call in order to connect with people. Yeah. And yeah, it's big. You know what I mean? Like you need to take a little bit of an, an initiative in toward networking. You know what I mean? Um, but seeing as how, how well the last two years have went, like the transition wasn't super rough, you know what I mean? Like yeah. getting back and getting comfortable was, was amazing. Like, like I said, I lived in Cali for 24 years before I left. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, I had all my people here, you know, it was easy to get back and get going with, um, you know, the, the community in need of something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was willing to put into that and, and make something happen. And it's just, gradually growing you know do you feel like um so where do you feel like you guys are right now as like a scene like in ventura like do you guys feel do you feel like you guys have a good understanding now of kind of how the how like the business of 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 having a scene works you know what i mean like how how it's super important like for me being from san diego it's super important that you have a scene i understand that oh. you know what i mean like and, and I wonder how do the artists in the city do they are they getting that? Oh yeah, um, the artists honestly like not even just um, in the eight hundred five because we do have a good talent pool out here, but we got a lot of people from other areas. Like we've had a lot of out of staters come out. Yeah. Um, it's it's more so something to come and 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 take home with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you come out to the eight hundred five and you see how everybody's it kind of gives you an idea of, of 
how to try different things and kind of, you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to necessarily say like is networking, but it's, it's more so like, uh, like I said, just not, not having to follow a certain format, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I like that, you know what I mean? If people come out to the 805 and maybe take it back to LA or take it to Bakersfield or, you know, wherever they're from and just kind of incorporate that into their scene. Yeah. Um, they'll see a lot of, a lot of benefits coming from it, from the, from the community side too. Cause like I said, there's a, hip hop has always been, um, more or less positive, um, in terms of, of giving back to the community and, there's different avenues and people willing to get involved with hip hop that you wouldn't even expect to, to kind of gravitate towards that scene. But you know what I mean? Everybody's really collaborating these days and it's beautiful. It, it, it is a um, very beautiful thing, man. I feel like, you know, you know what I want to get into a little bit because you, you hinted to this throughout the conversation, like, and, and I've heard your music and you, you know, you, you feel like you have a, a like a, a boom bap roots, um, and when you said like, I want to, you know, I wanted to like kind of expand and, and get out of just boom bap and stuff. What was that transition like? Cause that's something we talk about on the show a lot too, right? Like we always talk about like, um, and I feel like with events like yours with, you know, hopefully stuff that, you know, we're doing at platform collection, we're, we're really invested in trying to, um, chisel away at that, right? Like that feeling because dude i'm i'm from a boom bap background and but i always knew like i'm not fucking nas you know what i mean like i'm just not that i don't i don't really have a desire to like just like to to be able to put something so dense together you know what i mean nas is a like a god at doing that um but to me, my heart was in boom bap because I, to me, the culture, when it was born, that's what the surroundings were like. And I think that's what kind of yeah. people tend to forget, or at least we're, we've been theorizing on this. Like, I feel like people forget that part of the feel of hip hop was geographical when it started. It's, it's what it felt like. It, it felt like boom bap, but it was just... But it was born there, right? So had it been born in the South, how would we, you know, would we be, when we heard boom bap now, would we be like, man, fuck boom bap. Like, like how people, like a lot of old heads, dog, I talk to them all the time. Like there, it's still hard to wrap their minds around the evolution of hip hop because a lot of people see it as like, it's, it's devolved. And I don't necessarily see it like that. I, I, I definitely remember being super young and thinking about the things that I'm into. And yeah, a lot of them didn't make sense. Not now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, the difference is that we can watch people grow up now on TV. Whereas before you had to be primed for that shit. So I take yeah. the blame off the artists. At, dude, at 16, I don't know. Dude, your brain isn't even fully developed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't even blame you for not acting like an adult. You're not an adult. And so I, one of the conversations we have a lot with, like, especially the age game in hip hop. And, and I feel like it's getting a lot better. It's getting a lot better. Dude, think about this. This is how, how you guys are contributing to that, right? Like, you guys book Gavlin, right? Mid-20s. Mm -hmm. You guys 
book like um who's a young artist right now uh someone super young um uh, bobby butcher bobby butcher's young right um and you book parker parker's an adult you see what i'm saying like the reality is that if we take time we do on like you can understand that all this shit is in one pot like we just think it's different but it is not it's literally hip-hop growing up and now the sectioning off that's happening in hip-hop is simply it's just sectioning off like life does of course the 20 year olds don't hang out with the 50 year olds and the 16 year olds think the 20 year olds are old you know what i mean like it's that's just the way it is. That's life. But to me, that's something that we could celebrate. And I feel like the events that you guys do kind of celebrate that shit. Like it's the community again. At the same, in the same sense, um, working with ASR, um, like I said, they have probably 20 years plus in the game right now. Um, and us being so young, like it's, it's tight. Like, I don't know if you've ever like looked at the flyers and realized that we kind of, we, we, usually set up like an older artist and a younger artist on the same bill. Like right. when we did Reverie, we also had two mixed out. Yeah. You know, for the young kids who m- love Reverie might not know who two mix is. But they should, but they will like it. bridges that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's super dope. Exactly. But th- that's what um, I'm saying. That's real curating though. You know what I mean? Like, that's what a curator does. Like a curator... Mm-hmm presents two like you could present two ideas and the idea behind presenting those two things is 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 for the audience to see the connection in them like why you shouldn't like like you know what i mean like you shouldn't hate on this if you listen to this because it's the same family like you just don't know that yet you know what i mean like like for instance like here's the this is legit like no to like we do we like to play this game on the show a lot like we'll be like so like no two mechs no self-provoked, no Kid Frost, no Tumex, no, you know what I mean? Like, and just keep going back and back and see the direct line of, I mean, it really is a hip hop family. When you start to break it down like Mm -hmm. that, we all have pieces of each other. You know what I mean? Like it, that's just real. Like anybody who says that's not true is ridiculous. You just got to be around this long enough and go from city to city to see similarities with people who may have never even met yeah but there's it's just culture you know what i mean like that's that's what culture is and so when you guys Mm -hmm. when you guys put that okay but how did you feel i'm talking you dude personally in your heart as a boom bap guy when you started to work outside of that box what was that like like for you creatively your idea what was it like it was difficult. Um, I'm a fucking stubborn hip hop head, even to this day. You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. like what I like, but again, it's not always about what I like necessarily, or you know, none of that. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely a, a really difficult transition, especially like going to the south where they don't have the the typical Cali hip hop politics. You know what I mean? Like the mm. you don't rap over your vocals. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And they just kind of follow their own thing, you know? But in a sense, like, watching that was, like, mind-blowing to me. Because I'm like, yo, these kids are still out here having fun. Whereas in, you know, California, a lot of times we get caught up in those politics. We forget to have fucking fun. You know what I mean? That's big. Um, We're so so used to following what everybody else is saying. Like, we, we really 
kind of like cut ourselves short on the on the thought of being ourselves you know what i mean like you feel you have to cater to a certain crowd or a certain audience or a certain this like you you really just have to you know test out some waters like it's it's, it's definitely a different ball game like you know um outside of your comfort zone but like it's it's very important to get some of that time in so if you ever get a chance to like just travel and go spend some time in the middle of fucking nowhere like i encourage you to yes. do it because you never know what's gonna spark up out there you know what that's I mean? like that's super big man and it's it's i've always thought like one of my you know actually like a short-term goal is one of one of those i've always wanted to start a program just to travel kids around you know what i mean like for them to really see other cultures and i feel like hip-hop is such i mean you know that like you can come like just because you and i have talked right our, our other artists in san diego or whatever like you can come here and it is like a pseudo fraternity of 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 just people who agree to like, yo, I got to look out for this dude because he's in the hip hop family. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. there's that, there is that, there really is that thing. And I feel like the frustrations, I think that happen a lot of times from like the older cats are, are just tra traditionalists, right? Like, which is not a bad yeah. word. People feel like sometimes we say that on the show, traditionalist, like it's a bad word. It's not a bad word. I, I think that's super dope. I think it's really dope when somebody's just like a scholar of one thing. That's great. I'm just not that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I always tell people like I listen to like my, one of my biggest references always the same thing is on my phone right now. I have like ASAP rocks entire collection and the new ASAP Rocky album. Because to me, the game I like to play in my head is let me follow this. Let me, I'm going to follow it down the rabbit hole and I want to know how this connects. And ultimately, the reality of hip hop is hip hop is such a beautiful art that you can literally create a song for every emotion. So if oh, yeah. we the moment we start telling people they shouldn't say or they can't do or they I dude, I I get most of us are coming from a place of like we just want to take care like you know that shit is going in a bad direction but here's the reality of the situation the reality of the situation is we grow just like they grow and so a 16 year old is not going to listen to me because i said yo i've been there that means literally zero because i've been there <laughs> you know what i mean like and dude i'd have a 20 year old telling me like at 16 like hey you need to do this Dude, I didn't give a fuck what that kid had to say. Like, honestly, you know what I mean? But that's the reality of it. And I think if we start looking at it, hip hop, just from like a human standpoint, it gets harder to hate. You know what I mean? Like, it really does. Okay. You know? And and it's funny because, man, dude, you have you, do you know Kali, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's actually coming out the 19th um, and he's rocked some shows in the past. Have you, have you had conversations with him or have you been, had a chance to be oh, able yeah. to sit down with him man you guys are yeah, so he's actually you guys are he's very actually, similar. Uh, the reason he linked me with parker and all that so yeah shout out to Kali. that's good people man yeah dude you guys are you guys you guys share a lot because i mean that was one of the conversations like i have had with him because he's a super you know boom bap hip-hop head he's like a an authoritarian mm -hmm. on that because he knows his shit oh. He's put a lot into the it. Literates, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was listening to Kali in high school. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna love that shit. But shout out to Kali, by the way. Uh, 
And uh, so it's crazy because um, when he's like, like I've watched him him grow as well. Like, you know, we're really close friends and I've been able to watch him go through that. A lot of the same stuff that you're talking about, you know, like just a realization of almost like time and place. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is like, and sometimes it's fun to like put all these people together because you know, they might not know, but you know that they're all going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's super dope to see. Um, you know what I wanted to ask you really quick because I, I don't want the thoughts this gave me. Did anybody make you a fan after like working with them, and you may have not been a fan before? Um, not necessarily. I feel like I'm. I'm there hasn't been any artists that we booked that I'm that, that just have unbearable music. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like yeah. there are some people who who really like. Uh, got me on their on their performance skills per se like um, there was this kid named uh, Figgy Baby he's from LA Uh Um, and it was kind of just like a reference somebody threw his name out there like you want to throw him on the show Um, yeah 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 so we threw him a slot and that kid is an entertainer like he blew my fucking mind on his stage presence how we you know what yeah catch a lot of people especially in hip hop who still cut microphones Absolutely. It pisses me off. Right, right, right. Um, but this kid was a total entertainer, <laughs> and, like, it, it blew my mind. Like, I started throwing his name out to everybody. Like, you need to put him on your show. It's just going to add quality everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, That's really so good. Hey, give us like some that more. That come around. Give us some more, like, um, I don't know, like, who should, if people aren't familiar, let's start with people in your city. If people aren't familiar with some of these artists, who should they get familiar with? Actually, there's two off the top of my head mm-hmm. that are actually going to be in San Diego soon. Um, I don't know if you know Enzom yeah. and Mark Ford. Yep. But these guys are these guys are doing it right now. Um, they're definitely representing the co- uh, county well. Um, Mike Bless is also one of them. Um, I mean, Enzom, Mike Bless, like honestly, too many to name. Those dudes. It, it, it's interesting is with those two in particular because um, you know I've watched them over the years put in so much work. Like they've put in. Like, they're not new artists. You know what I mean? Like, not to me, um, but they're about to be to, like, the rest of the world. You know what I mean? And, and it's always oh, yeah. dope to see, like, because for people listening, for the y- younger, we get a lot of younger listeners to the show. Everybody always asks that same question, you know, like, what is it? You know, what does it take? What do you got to do? What? Do you, and the reality is everyone we're talking about, even, like, even the kid who you said, who, who's the kid you said who's like a super entertainer? Uh, Figgy. Figgy. Figgy okay. So even that yeah. kid, right? It doesn't matter what you think of them. The reality is to get to certain levels, a lot of work has to be put in. So whether that oh, kid's yeah. fucking performing in front of a mirror every fucking day for his entire life, those are the hours. He's logging hours. So, oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a, it's there's a huge argument for not like trying to pay attention what to what you don't have, and you going out and getting the shit that you need to be able to, you know, that the shit that you really want to do, you know, like you need to go get yeah. that shit, like, and the only way to do that is through work, like my my yeah. bless work, Enzom work, like these these it's undeniable. Because if you all you got to do is do a little Google search and you'll see, 
And oh yeah, and that's super dope. Okay, so outside of Ventura, who are you really feeling right now? Like who who are some of your favorites? Who do you think people should check out? Other than yourself, um, by the way, please check him out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, um, go over to PlatformCollection.com. His all his links will be there. So make sure you check him out. Download his shit. Blow his shit up. But who else? Who else should uh, people be listening for? Um, honestly, the uh, six six seven called Bobby Butcher, uh, Ilmac. Um, I know Ilmac still rather new to Cali. Yeah. Um, they're ridiculous, right? But yeah, that whole collective is. I think is hide and seek right zoo now, now um, too. I think I th- I want to say oh, they they're fucking with hide and seek zoo now too. Oh yeah. Um, also that cat Gremlin. Um, I'm definitely trying to get him out for a show soon. Orange that Orange Orange County Gremlin writers right now. Yes, sir. Oh my god, dude! Why is that not happened? Like, what the fuck? He would. Yeah, I think. Does he? Is he aware of what's happening? Because he would definitely do it, dog. Like that. He's definitely. Oh, yeah. Be out there. It's gonna happen eventually, but he, he's one of my favorite writers right now. Like hands down, um, I still like the conscious music. You know what I mean? Yeah, so shout out to he, dude. He definitely got a nice pen. He writes a book every time he writes a rap. Oh yeah. Oh, oh okay, yeah. so that's dope, man. Yeah, six six seven. That's that's a very interesting thing, dude. I shot I shot a severe video when he was when Bobby was okay. severe and. Um, Watching him go through the and I think yeah that was literally his last video as severe, and uh, mm. it was super interesting watching him go through that transition too because those are I was just talking to Tumex about this on uh, on Sunday we were talking specifically about them how you start to you start to watch artists kind of figure out like the place they feel the most comfortable you know what I mean oh, like yeah. they've been because I mean. Arguably, you could look at Severe came from a boom back background, but Bobby Butcher is completely different, and it's the same person. You know what I mean? Like, but but the reality is, in outside of music, if you look like at someone, right? Like somebody used to listen to Boom Bap, and now they do this. Nobody would care. Like everybody, everybody be like, yeah, that's what happens. Like you're. Yeah. People grow up. People do other shit. People get into other things. You might meet a girl tomorrow that's into punk, and all of a sudden you're throwing punk shows. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. It that's just life. But because again, we pretty much have been able to watch Bobby Butcher grow up online. Oh yeah. Um, well, people, see, what I what I like about that just collective in general is the the differences in sounds they have like yeah. I grew up watching Ilmac battles you know what I mean Ooh. so Ilmac with that Chase Moore production anything Chase Moore produces even as an MC Chase Moore is just fucking nice with it yeah Chase um, Chase is ridiculous like, yeah that that whole team they just have so many different kinds of sounds coming out right now and I definitely fuck with what they're doing you know what I mean that's really dope man man dog I'm, I'm super glad we, we connected um I think it's I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I, I said that when we first reached out to you guys. I, I felt like I just had to reach out to you because I was like, yo, I, dude, you know when you do this for a while and you start to find some success, every, it's very easy to like look around and kind of not know where you're at sometimes. You know what I mean? Because things move fast. Yeah, um, and I think... I. I know for me, there was times when 
when Platform Collection was building up and then the podcast started building up and then Two Mexes shit, all, like all this stuff started happening and you start, you have to kind of slow down and go like, oh shit, that's right. Like, this is what, like, I, I, I'm doing this shit. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't just like a part of me. This is me. And, and that's right. why I wanted to talk to you specifically because I know that, like I said, man, I, I see the shit you guys do and I, I definitely feel like there's blood, sweat and tears in that. And that's a, it's a dope thing. And now there's a lot of happiness in it, in it too. And that's even doper. Cause that's the point. Um, and, and I, I'll tell you, you know, right now, anything we can ever do for you guys, let us know people, please, please follow my dude. Tell, tell everybody how to get connected with you, what they should be reaching out for, what they should be, you know, whatever, whatever you want to tell them, tell them. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at the gutted cigar. Um, probably the easiest people to get a hold of on the internet. If you message us, we will respond. Call us, we will respond. Facts. Emails, the whole nine. Facts. Um, we're always looking to network with new artists, um, just new talent in general, painters, uh, vendors, brands, the whole nine. Um, hit us up. Like we have multiple shows going on a month. Um, ranging from different kinds of stuff. We recently just tapped into the cannabis field. So we got the cannabis events going. We have the all yeah. family-friendly events. We have the straight hip-hop, the straight music. Um, pretty much anything you want to do. And we do freelance jobs. So if you need help throwing your next event, hit us up, and we will help you with that. There it is there. Right. Dude, um, I will see... I, I am. We're actually filming... We're going to be filming with Parker and Kali when they go up. So I will see you then for sure. Um, maybe before Perfect. then. Um, either way, thank you so much for doing this, dude. Um, guys, If again, if you're listening to us on any anywhere podcast can be found, you can find us. So um, make sure you go over to platformcollection.com. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts over there. Tumex's new season is is ridiculous and funny. Go listen to that shit. Cookbook is killing it. All, there's a bunch of shows out there. Go check that out. But uh, dude, thank you so much. Please support everything my boy Jeffy is doing um, and roll through the gutted cigar events, man. They're, they're killing it. Just follow them on Instagram. You'll see where they're at. They're, I, I, I'm assuming it's not slowing down anytime soon, right? You're not, you're not announcing never. your retirement right now or anything, right? No, we're too far in. It's, it's going to keep going forever. Word keep up. It. Word up, my G. And, and once again, man, you ever down down in San Diego or whatever, hit me up and I'll meet you out there and we'll, I'll show you around the city. Word up, brother. I appreciate you having us, man. It means more than you know. Anything we can do for y'all as well, feel free to hit us up. Thank you, G. We'll, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good, bro. All right, bro. Peace. Yeah, that was the homie Jeffy Obvious. Shout out to Jeffy Obvious at Jeffy Obvious on Instagram at the Gutted Cigar on Instagram. Make sure if you're listening to this show, go over to PlatformCollection.com right now. Check out all the podcasts in the network. This show's not officially on Platform Collection right now because the bosses won't let. No, I'm just kidding. We are the bosses. Uh, it's just not on there right now. So, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I want to put Failing Forward on platform collection specifically because I'm not always going to be talking to rappers. So, I don't know. But we're all family, right? You know where to find us. If you're if you're subscribed to Crappy Awesome on any of the networks, you get this show anyway. So, I guess it doesn't need to be on Platform Collection. But go to Platform Collection right now. Support all the artists that are on there right now. Our front page is crazy talented. 
our front page is crazy talented. I said it again. Go there, check out all those artists, consume the podcasts, and look for the new series coming soon. There's a bunch of new series, video series, new podcasts. And don't forget to check my show over at Anchor. Go do that now. Now, download the app. I hope you downloaded the app while you were listening to Jeffy. Come on, man. Help a brother out. We'll see you guys next time. Make sure, again, platformcollection.com and support our ever so lovely sponsors at stayilluminated.com. Type in crappy awesome at checkout. And you got yourself some free shipping. All right, man. We'll see you guys next time. Failing forward. I am Kelsey Ray, and I'm out. This concludes this week's episode of Failing Forward. Yeah, bitch.